everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I got a chance to interview special guest Ray Reinsfelder. Ray is a passionate artist who I met at the Brandywine Arts Festival a couple months ago and she talks a lot about her journey and her story from what led her to create some some amazing pieces and what got her into art in the first place. She also gives advice for running a very successful Instagram page and also running a business and selling her art. We also talk about relationships and we really get into astrology as well as she is a Scorpio with a Libra moon. So that is something that is really cool and we really get into. But you can check out all of Ray's work by clicking in the links in the show description. Her Instagram and all of her artwork will be shown below. And like always, guys, please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on Instagram, Spotify, or wherever you guys listen to the podcast. Your ratings and subscriptions will help boost the podcast overall. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Ray. Hey everybody and welcome to your spiritual best friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and I'm here with a very special guest. She is an amazing artist that I met at the Brandywine Arts Festival. Ray, Ray, what's going on and how are you doing today? Hey there, I'm having a, a great day so far. This is my birthday week, so I'm I'm very happy and I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, first I want to give you a big happy birthday. That's Thank awesome. So it, it is Scorpio season, so it you're is. Scorpio. This is correct, yeah. <laughs> We're just two days away. <laughs> of course, of course. I hope you have a wonderful birthday as well and stuff. And thank you. I just want to first say, Ray, thank you for coming on a podcast and wanting to just talk about your journey and your story uh, it really means a lot and I really think really getting us started with the with our first question of our conversation when it comes to work and passions what are some things that you really like to do for work and also some things that you're very passionate towards that's a wonderful question uh, honestly art is the number one uh, creativity is very important to me so I usually pick jobs where I have a little bit of a role in creative uh, endeavors this could be um, working with food it could be working with spiritualism which has been the most recent thing um, I, I have a part-time job at Mandy's magical marketplace so I always attempt to work in places where I have interests in when I was obsessed with um, food culture and uh, history I worked at Whole Foods and got to dive into some of that it was very interesting so I tend to always attempt to work in places where I have overlapping passions 
Okay, right. And I will say, like, you mentioned, like, creativity. Like, mm. have you always had that creative aspect when it comes to yourself, even when you were younger? Or, like, what does creativity really look like for you? Uh, creativity for me really just started with um, drawing anything that I was obsessed with. When I was a child, it was dinosaurs, and I was pretty sure I was going to be a paleontologist until I figured out I was better at drawing dinosaurs than finding them. So yeah, art, <laughs> art was from the very beginning. If I saw something I liked, I'd try to replicate it. Okay, okay. That, that's really awesome. I, I mean, for someone, from, from someone that can also relate to you when it comes to dinosaurs, I definitely <laughs> had a passion for that too when I, was, mm. when I was younger. I used to spell all of them. Now I can't spell oh, yeah, at all. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really cool, though. Um, yeah. And I will say, uh, that's awesome because, like, what really struck my eye was some of the pieces that you, that, like, you, you painted and you created mm. um, at the Brandywine Art Festival. My next question just, has there ever been, is there like one distinct painting or there's a couple of artworks that you've done that have really stood out to you? Oh, geez. Um, there is a painting called Rainbow Pits. Um, this was kind of a, a change of pace for me when I started to go into more surrealism and trying to include the landscapes into that. Um, so that painting actually, I have a soft spot for that. And it was really how I started to deal with um, more supernatural and psychedelic personalities in my art. So that was a big turning point for me. I think I started that painting in uh, 2016 and I still haven't decided that it's finished. Okay, I got you. Cause the, re <laughs> the reason why I asked that question is just because I know a lot of artists, they always have like the one or two paintings that really mm. stuck, that really like stood out to them. Um, and, and Ray, I must say, that's really cool. Mm. Um, but just continuing a little bit, because I, sure. I know you've been an artist for a very long time. Mm. Tell me a little bit about your journey through that, you know, whether that is like creating pieces, also going to festivals. I know it's definitely been, we all start somewhere to where right. we get to now. So tell me a little bit of that process from the very beginning to to where you are now oh wow oh what a difficult question to answer very succinctly <laughs> uh great question um i guess for me it, it was kind of like a companion art has been a companion in my life for a very long time so um as far as the start there it would be um basically tearing through sketchbooks like once every two weeks so i have uh, a huge collection of sketchbooks and it's actually starting in 2016 i started to transfer those into paintings and starting to take my art a little more seriously i do have um four years of education in art. And the most interesting thing about that is it just taught me what I did not like about art culture and how I wanted to kind of do my own thing and how I didn't want to necessarily have a linear career in art. So right now I, I see myself doing a lot of uh, DIY work, making my own t-shirts, paintings, prints, etc. So uh, I hope that answered the question well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no, you're good. You, you answered the question very perfectly honestly that's good um, i tend to ramble oh, no, I, I, i'm the same way <laughs> but yeah but yeah right i just want to say uh i know you've been into art for so long what's mm. some advice that you would really give to someone that really has struggled with creating art or like like in the beginning stages of it what's okay. some advice that you would give to them 
All right. Um, the best advice I can give anybody who's just starting out um, making art and wanting to pursue that passion is try as many different mediums as you can. Get your hands on every type of art you can attempt to make. And it's just a great experience for you. And don't forget, being an artist is really a mentality. It has almost nothing to do with what the world's going to tell you you are. It's about how you're handling the world. Okay, yeah, that was a really great piece of advice. I, I will say because it, because I feel like a lot of people I know when it comes to creating anything, you know, we can get in our own heads. Oh yeah, especially and it's like it's like oh like I want to stand out and I want to like have my own like you know my own unique like style to everything and and you have that everyone mm. has their own unique style to things. But it's just at times it's like we get in our own heads. So I really think that's a really great piece of advice, oh getting hands on, <laughs> getting into it, trying out new things, you know, and yeah. that that's how you find your own style. So I, right, that was a great piece of advice. Additionally, I mean, skills can always grow, but having an artist mindset is something that you are pretty much born with. Mm-hmm. You'll see that with a lot of people who are um, creators of any kind, musicians, podcasters, and visual artists. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Now, just transitioning a little bit, I know we talked a lot about your art, you know, and your journey, and I really appreciate your openness and also advice so far. Sure. Um, When it comes to creating like a social media brand and platform, Mm. um, I I checked on your Instagram and obviously like everything, like I see you have a lot of great followers and a lot of people, a lot of supporters. Tell me a little bit of that process, you know, of creating like that, that Instagram page and stuff, because I know it can definitely be hard building a brand and trying to build that following. So for, yeah, so for you, like, what was like the first steps into getting into Instagram and all that stuff for you? To be honest, I was on Instagram well before I was seen at all on Instagram. So that there is always that time where you're not getting as much traction. I know things are changing now and we can talk about that. But what happened for me is I actually reached out to another artist who had a very similar art style to me and very similar interests. I asked her how she ended up getting as many followers as she had. She gave me excellent advice and this goes across the board between all uh, all of your social media uh, existence and that's consistency and for me that turned into posting kind of the same time every day and engaging honestly and openly with people and always showing gratitude to people who shared the work and I paid attention to those numbers and I made sure that they knew that I appreciate it and I saw them and that was a great way in a year I manually built a huge following now that's changing now because of um, video format but uh, yeah, it was all manual hard work. It's it's strange. I hope that's helpful advice, but consistency and regularity, uh, especially if you're developing a style, try to show that style and the progress of that style um, and be very consistent in the way you interact with people. Yeah, it, it really is. A, the word that really struck to me in your last answer, consistency, mm. being consistent, constantly posting at the, you know, like you said, you said the same time, yes. same day. So that way, the people that are following your content, they know, OK, Ray, I know on this particular time on this day, she's going to post something fire and I'm, I'm going to check it out <laughs> and stuff. Um, so that's some really great piece of advice. I, okay. I wanted to ask that question because I was just so curious. I was like, how? How did it happen? Yeah, like how it did doesn't it look like it should be like that, but it happened for sure. <laughs> and believe it or not, I definitely manifested it a year before I said this is going to look different in a year from now. Mm-hmm. And I, I believed full heartedly that it was going to happen. And it happened. I've been very fortunate. 
Definitely, <laughs> definitely. And uh, I just want to say, what what's what's the next steps for your page? Are you looking to expand it? Mm. Or are you looking to expand? Like, are you? Or what's like the next stages for you? Believe it or not, um, I have taken a step back on my social media presence. Um, I'm doing a lot of introspection and a lot of personal work, and I'm changing a little bit of what's happening in my career currently. So I actually took a step back um, from my social media platform and I'm posting less regularly. I feel pretty content with where it is and for the sake of my mental health and for kind of understanding how it's changing i i definitely taking less time to obsess with that consistency and i'm going to be coming out with a new version of that pretty soon um working with more video formats is going to be important moving forward and finding a way to do that authentically and still maintaining um my privacy is going to be a big deal for me mm -hmm. yeah it, yeah right it, it's like that it's finding that balance it's, mm. it's so important because like especially with the new video format like we need to obviously need to create more videos but with that though comes a privacy concern because you don't yes. want to create too much videos, you know, or might have some things in your video where people might take it, you know, there's so mm. many factors. Mm. I'm just, I'm trying to zero in and simplify <laughs> it, but it's really broad, you know, right? So. Absolutely. Um, and like my, my physical identity has been like something that I treasure and I take care of um, my privacy in that realm too. So there's a certain amount of vulnerability that comes with the video format that I think a lot of people may be finding challenging when they've basically made art and only showed the art. It's impressive how many people don't know what I look like until I go to shows and I realize I haven't focused on that part a lot. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is. And uh, just my last question, just mm. wrapping up the business side of things and, oh, sure. and, and obviously like the Instagram and, and all that stuff too. Like when it comes to like selling your art, you know, and 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 that business side of, you know, like building a building a brand, you know, mm. like tell me a little bit of that process, you know, of like figuring out how much money like your paintings can sell or like uh. all that stuff too. Like tell me a little bit of that thought thought process for you because I know it can definitely be it can be hard. It can be very challenging. You're not wrong about that. And it was a lot of trial and error. Again, I've been trying to make this work since 2016 and 17 is when I started to get more serious with it. And I had to learn a lot along the way. Um, honestly, um, my art sells best in person. Despite having a huge social media presence on Instagram, most of it was um, people who just identified with the art because of the strangeness of it. Maybe not necessarily stuff that they'd want to put on their wall, but when I get to talk to you in person, it changes a little bit. So I've noticed that being at shows has been incredibly beneficial, hand making a lot of my material and offering things at all price ranges for people has been incredibly helpful. There's a lot of kids out there who adore surreal, strange art and it inspires them, but they might not have a lot of money to buy an original painting. So it became so important to have prints and the trial and error there was really finding a place to get the prints done that um, could respect the quality that I would put into it and is worth the money that people were going to be paying for it. And it took a lot to figure out the good places to go, the right people to work with and the right files to do. You basically become an entire studio all by yourself. So that's been kind of a challenge, but I think I've hit the sweet spot this year. I've um, definitely had 
so much success at the Brandywine Festival of the Arts. So big shout out to them. Um, they've been awesome to me. And I got to sell a couple original paintings and it's changed my perspective about um, how much people are willing to buy weird art. <laughs> that's awesome. That That's really awesome. And I just want to make sure again, like mm. you mentioned how like it changed your perspective. How did it change your perspective a little bit? Uh, well, for the longest time, I, I think doing prints and smaller media has been a big focus because I think my, I value my art pretty high i put a price that maybe a lot of people wouldn't spend on it and i sometimes hope they don't because i treasure these pieces but um, i respect the people who've gone for it and um, showed their appreciation appreciation for it i sold a couple big paintings today that or this month actually that i didn't think i would I was hoping I wouldn't. I wasn't ready, but they're living their best life on somebody's wall now. And, you know, the value that the person who bought it showed me uh, really helped me see my art in a different way. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it, it definitely yeah. does. You know, especially like when you're creating something and then someone else brings like their mm. own perspective on it. Because sure. like obviously like your perspective is going to be completely different from the person buying its perspective just because Absolutely. like you're the one where like you created it from scratch. You did it yes. yourself. You put in a lot of emotional work while you're into it because I know art is a way I know for myself, it's a way mm -hmm. that it helps me express myself, you know? So it's like, I can imagine for you, for you, Ray, for like creating a piece that's so personal, it's like a very mm -hmm. expression of yourself as well. So to like to have another per person's perspective, it can be very eye-opening. It can like give yeah. you like that new, unique perspective that you didn't really think right. about. So yeah. Yeah, it proved, it proved that uh, how I value them um, is how other people might too. <laughs> <laughs> I think at first, um, I wasn't sure of that until this year, and this year's been fabulous for that. <laughs> that's awesome, and, and that, that's great to hear, and it just shows you again, I can definitely feel you're at a really good spot, you know, mm. you've taken steps forward from 2016 to building that brand to, to mm. learning more about yourself along the way, and credit to you, Ryan, I hope, and I, oh, man, I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> man, ditto. <laughs> of course. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up and coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Uh, but let's transition a little bit because I know for the podcast, we usually talk a little bit about mm. relationships now a little bit. Relationships are a big part of our lifetime, you know, whether that's with friends, family, loved ones. 
romantic partners, anything, you know, even professional relationships. My first mm-hmm. question, just starting this topic, when it comes to qualities you look for in a friendship, business partner, even romantic partner, what are some qualities that you really look for in a person? Well, my standards tend, I, I found out recently they're kind of high, um, it, mostly because I value loyalty above everything else. And that means the good, the bad, the ugly. I, I always appreciate people being transparent and honest with me. So that's um, basically my communication style. So I always appreciate when people share that with me and people who want to grow with me and people who have ambitions um, in creative endeavors and people who have self-awareness and some emotional um emotional understandings of themselves. Um, I've seen a lot of people wound their friends based off of a lack of understanding of their own triggers. And I've been guilty of that myself. So at this point in my life, I have little patience and time for um, bitter, (laughs) aggressive people. So I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it it definitely does. I know you mentioned one loyalty and I know you Mm. also I know you also mentioned like especially when it comes to having people like people like i'm trying to put into words off the top of my head it's just like you don't want to have like that passive aggressiveness or even or even like aggressiveness you know like you got to be able to be honest and be open with each other and if the person is not really being honest or holding like stuff in and they're not communicating that and it just builds and builds and builds Mm. then it comes that's when the passive aggressiveness comes and that's when people end up like acting completely different you know than they should be so that's what i took away from your answer a little bit as well and correct me if i'm wrong at all too no that's a great description i'm I'm glad you're hearing what i'm what i mean um yeah i've always I've had a couple of instances in my life where I found out way later that somebody was mad at me and I don't always, I'm not always perfectly aware of situations like that. So as far as trust and the loyalty part goes, I'm also trusting people to be transparent with me when I've done something that offends them and trusting me to take care of that with them. Cause that's the ultimate goal is sharing that with each other. So there's no animosity. There's no resentment that builds up over time. I, I never want to hurt anybody. My intentions are pure. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Like, because it, it all, all it takes is one interaction, you know, and someone could take it the wrong way. Mm. And if they don't communicate like what, yeah. what specifically, like, why, why did it offend you? Or why did it like, why did you feel some type of way by this interaction? If they keep it inside, you know, yeah. you don't get that understanding. So I, I, I think that's a, some great qualities to have, you know, Oh yeah, being misunderstood that, yeah. is a big fear of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I I think I think we all have we definitely all have that fear, you know, of being misunderstood because I mean, I could definitely tell from you, like you work really hard. You have some great art and you don't want you don't want to be on anyone's bad side, you know, so. Oh, no, it's it's important to me to um, be friendly with people. I have I don't have a lot of friends, but I'm friendly with most people. Mm I hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> very got, private. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That's the Scorpio energy. Yes. Yeah, very private. <laughs> very, very true. Oh, man. I really appreciate everything so far. <laughs> yeah. uh, but just continuing our relationship mm. uh, conversation a little bit. Yes. Um, 
I know obviously like we all learn certain things. I know you mentioned a little bit in your previous answer, some things that you've had to learn just through mm. relationships in general. Um, what's some advice that you would give to people that are either struggling in a relationship or have like a problem in their relationship? Like what's some advice that you would give to them to help either solve the problem or to really help them along the way? Oh, wow. Um, I think the best advice I can give is give people space to be upset because usually how they're reacting in the moment isn't really how they feel. It's just what they have to get out of the way to move on to the next place where they can be more constructive in what they're going through. Um, I know that was the case for me. I have a history of trauma, so my experience experiences tend to be pretty extreme, but then um, once the pot stops simmering, um, you can have a better conversation with people. So giving people space to experience their feelings is liberating for them. And it shows that you are a safe person to be around with them. Mm -hmm. So there's a trust there. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree, especially. And I think just to add to your point, I mm. think when you're in a situation where you're you're obviously if you're a friend, romantic partner, and your your partner or anybody is very stressed out or they're showing a lot of emotions, I think people are very quick to mm. find solutions to the problem right. instead of just listening letting letting the person feel those emotions i definitely think that's something that a lot of people i know for myself mm. there's been moments where i've done that where i've been focused so much on the solution for things instead of just being like hey like the fact that we're even just talking and you're getting it out is very important and just listening yeah that is know? the process of making that solution happen too mm -hmm. uh, i had heard amazing advice from somebody and i apologize not remembering exactly where it came from but recognizing two different styles of communication you can meet in the middle by saying um this is a problem and it doesn't have to be solved right now but it will be solved and that gives someone a lot of reassurance yeah i know even when you said that i felt reassured <laughs> i was like oh well it's like yeah that, that is some really great piece of advice mm -hmm. and uh again i i really appreciate everything so far yeah uh, but when it comes to relationships in general um is there anything else that you have on your mind that you want to get out or there will be pretty do you feel like we pretty much talked about everything that that was uh that was mentioned <laughs> oh i'm sure there's so much more um if i can recall it right now that'd be great um as far as building relationships um with the people around you i think being more patient and observational would be helpful for a lot of people and like let that let the information build over time i've been surprised at how people change over time and how different i see them months down the road versus within the first few minutes and i know i can look aggressive and be kind of stressful for people but you know that might be my neurotype so uh once you get to know me i'm kind of a softy mm -hmm. so uh <laughs> patience is a hugely important role in our lives and relationships oh no no you're good uh, no no patience definitely is uh, a very important quality to have because especially with especially with working with other humans you know mm. like we we are all beings of energy and we need to be patient with one another if because no one is ever going to do exactly what you want them to do or or, or actually meet like 100 percent of your expectations you know there's yes. going to be times where people do things that bring a unique perspective that you didn't really think about or maybe even challenge some of the things 
and having patience and mm-hmm. knowing even to add like even setting boundaries too, depending on oh, whatever sure. happens. But in general, like having that patience is so important because if you're very quick, you shut down very quickly. Mm. It leads to like we talked about a little bit earlier, passive aggressiveness, aggressiveness. People might be a resentment, resentful towards you. So it's just like patience. I, I completely agree. It's another great quality to have. Absolutely. And you'd be absolutely surprised of what you can learn from people you don't agree with. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've learned I've learned so much. Mm. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Hearing everybody's perspective is kind of important. I know I uh, have a lot of Libra energy, so that's a part of that, too, is wanting to know all the signs and the Scorpio investigates it and wants to know. <laughs> digs deep. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right. And I want to say again, thank you for everything you've shared so mm. far. And you brought your own unique perspective to it. And I really appreciate everything. But let's transition a little bit to. To, uh, astrology talks. I know you mentioned right. that you're a Scorpio and you have some Libra energy. Mm. My first question, just starting off everything, when it comes to your overall relationship with astrology, how has it been for you? And and you can be as honest as possible. I've had some people tell me I don't I don't know anything. <laughs> so yeah, you know I've learned more this year than I I've known before. And honestly, I didn't really take a lot of uh, stock in it originally. Um, I was like, how can you boil people down to um, this one? sign and it's a lot more than that so um it's definitely a piece to a bigger puzzle and i've been surprised at how much of it does hit home so i've been paying attention to it a lot more these days i'm looking forward to your perspective on it (laughs) oh yeah of course and i always tell everyone that comes on the podcast and for people listening like there's so many other forms to really help us understand more about ourselves and learn Mm. more about ourselves like obviously there's cognitive behavioral therapy there's obviously the mental health side of things there's also a lot of spiritual practices too i know reiki has really helped me Mm. Uh, manifesting doing uh full moon and new moon rituals has really helped me and I really like to add that astrology piece. It's like another tool in the toolbox to help us learn a little bit more about ourselves. No, it does not 100%. I don't want people to under, like, just because like we might have certain signs of it does not 100% define you. Right. But you, it, but if you study a little bit, you start to learn a little bit things like, oh, like I didn't know this or I didn't know that. Mm. It's, it's meant to help you at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'm generally skeptical of anything that's ego affirming. So I had to take a step back from that and realize, you know, you have to affirm that before you can work with it because nothing you your shadow self knows you best. And that's a good ally in your journey, not your enemy. It goes unchecked it'll be your enemy but this is just another way to learn more about yourself so astrology is definitely an amazing tool in the toolbox and it definitely shouldn't uh be everything you know about yourself spiritually it's just the starting post oh yeah (laughs) definitely right and and i I, amen (laughs) (laughs) but yeah right so starting off just adding to the astrology conversation a little bit there's this website it's called the horoscope.co okay and it's a website i always send my guests once we're either before we record or after but what it what it is is i just google your sun and moon and this website it gives a little read it gives positives negatives advice and also like perfect partner so as i give you your reading just let me know how you feel about everything yeah sure so you are a scorpio sun like you mentioned with a libra moon and it says a dutiful personality the Scorpio Sun Libra Moon personality will surprise you with their charisma friendliness and positivism 
positives for your negative or mm. for your sun and moon uh, combination. My okay. <laughs> <laughs> Faithful, cooperative, and contemplative. Negatives can be a little bit too submissive at times and superficial. Perfect partner, someone who will stand by their most eccentric desires. And word of advice for your sun and moon combination, a little bit more generosity will make you feel good in your skin. <laughs> so as I give you your positives, negatives, perfect partner and advice, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Well, that definitely makes sense for the way I have expectations in my relationship. Um, I want the same thing that I want to give. Uh, I want that mirrored back to me in a way that uh, helps me feel like the energy I'm putting out is being received and given back appropriately. And I think I've had to learn to let go of that a little bit and leave space for uh, people who have different things to offer me. So I, I, I definitely can see where that is related as far as the uh what was it submissiveness mm -hmm. and um complimentary that is definitely my go-to and my instinct is just to give people a lot of passes initially and it takes me a long time my processing um card is very slow when it comes to like people being um unkind to me so mm -hmm. it's definitely something um to work on and as far as like the superficial part of it i definitely do that as an instinct so i've been learning to pull back from that as well so i saw that and immediately felt triggered obviously <laughs> but um it it definitely makes a lot of sense um additionally with the as far as being a good person to cooperate with um i've been offered so many opportunities to uh, work in a management or work in leadership roles. And it makes sense because I'm really good at prioritizing what and seeing like how details are helping build situations. So I, I can see how that would be an awesome asset. Um, I definitely think I'd be good in leadership roles again, but I definitely prefer to work in a partnership mm -hmm. role. So that definitely hit home. <laughs> okay. Of course. Yeah. And, and just like I said, like when it comes to the reading, it, it does get a little real because mm. it, it gives positives. It gives challenges, it negatives. <laughs> and, and like, I don't like the term negative, but I like to say challenge just because like once you're meant to, obviously this is a challenge, but once you're able to learn and, mm. and you know, grow from that challenge, you end up evolving as a person, you end up transforming into yes. a better person, you know, or not a better person, but you transform into it and you bring in a new, unique perspective on the things. And we all have challenges. Hey everybody, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I just want to give you guys a very special announcement. So starting in the beginning of September, I will be doing astrology chart readings for anybody that is interested in learning a little bit more about themselves and their natal chart. I am not someone that is going to predict the future, but I am someone that is going to give you guidance and really help you process yourself in the present moment, whatever challenges or blocks that you face. But you can click on the link in the show description to schedule a one-on-one -on -one meeting with me where you get your chart read, 
where it's going to be a very safe space for you guys to open up and share your own journeys, your own anxieties, fears, and I hope that we can both learn something from each other along the way. I do have a confidentiality agreement that, I, that everyone must sign and follow, and prices will vary depending on the income in which you guys make. I am someone that is very flexible and knows that we all have certain situations in life that can impact us financially, emotionally, anything pretty much. But it really is just a safe space for everyone to connect, grow, and learn some things about themselves. So again, you can check out that link to schedule a one-on-one call with me, Josh Sanchez, host of Your Spiritual Best Friend, and I hope to see everybody soon and to help you along the way on your own spiritual journey. That's one of the things where when it comes to these readings, like having the positives and negatives, I just want to view it as challenges. So, mm. so yeah. So, Ray, just continuing a little bit, besides the sun and moon reading, um, I do a little bit of astrology chart readings as well. And I know we talked a little bit beforehand and you're very open to share your chart a little bit. Oh, sure. Um, but like I mentioned before, you know, you have your your sun is in Scorpio. You have a Libra moon. And one of the things that I've learned more is the house numbers. So the house numbers, they tell you where you're going to feel the energy. Uh, so I know you mentioned when it comes to your artwork and your your form of creativity, you've been very interested into like the mysterious and like the, the spiritual realm of things. Yeah. Um, your sun sign is actually in the 12th house. So the 12th mm. house involves the spiritual realm and if and it like... And it, that anything that's like beyond like the five senses, you know, it's it's really meant to you're really meant to like expand and like build and create some like very spiritual work and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that you have your sun sign there, your sun is the planet of the ego. So it's like this is where like you feel it to your core. Um, so how do you feel about that a little bit? Having uh, the Scorpio energy in the 12th house, your sun energy in the 12th house? Oh, man, that makes a lot of sense. Um, My entire life has been delving into spiritualism. Um, Obviously, uh, when I was younger, it was pretty siloed. I'm like, yeah, I definitely believe in ghosts, but aliens? Do I really believe in Bigfoot? Now it's kind of like more umbrella for me. It's expanded a lot. I feel like uh, as far as spiritualism goes in relationship in relationship to the unconscious world is uh is way bigger than we can understand and maybe um as terrestrial beings we really aren't supposed to know all of that but that's what i love to express in my art transcending um the average Mm -hmm. and bringing the unconscious to conscious eyes and helping them feel inspired and transformed um transformation cycles are super important to me Oh, yeah, definitely. And and just to add, because another place, but I usually don't bring this up for, mm. for some readings, but I, I saw it right away and I was like, I have to bring this up. Okay. But Pluto is ruled by Scorpio and, and mm. Pluto is the planet of transformation, rebirth. So it's like, it's sort of like you're evolving as a person, but when you evolve as a person, you're starting over, mm. learning new things about yourself. And then again, you evolve and then you transform again and then you start over. Mm. Uh, your Pluto was also, 
in the same house as your sun sign. So your sun and Pluto are in the same house. So I know you mentioned like transform and, and all that stuff too. Uh, do you feel like when it comes to your creativity at times, you might've had to like start over, mm-hmm. transform, learn something else, start over, transform? No, absolutely. Um, I think I'm in one of those cycles right now when it comes to uh, my social media profile. It's starting to drop off. I'm giving it less attention and I'm working more privately. So this is another moment where I think I'm transforming. I'm also uh, I just started an apprenticeship at a tattoo shop. So I'm changing the way I use my art, too. I'm actually bringing it into life on skin using vibrations. So I'm very excited of what that might mean in the future for me. But um, I'm meeting some really strange individuals and I'm so excited to see where it takes me. Yeah, that's so that's so cool, right? I will say yeah. that that's really cool. And I wish you the best of luck Thanks. when it comes to uh, tattoos as mm. well, because like you mentioned, it's completely different because yes. it's, it's on the skin and you got to mm. you got to really focus in on the details and stuff. Uh, yes. I actually uh, I actually know a couple tattoo artists. So I was mm. like, oh, yeah. Um, so I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Um, and a couple other placements that I really wanted to highlight, and then uh, I'll give you the floor to share everything that you do and stuff. Okay. Um, rising sign. So your rising sign is like first impressions you give to people. I know you mentioned in an answer a while ago, in the very beginning, about how like you might meet some people and have a couple cool interactions at first, but then after like a couple months have passed, you start to see like, oh, like they might be, they're a little different than how I first met them. Okay. That's where the rising sign comes in. This right. is also the energy that we strive towards because we want to present it to the world Mm. um so your rising is in sagittarius so sag energy is very free-flowing free-loving free-spirited they love independence sagittarius is also the philosopher so what what they are is they're people that love to know new information but they also want to teach that and instill that upon others in some way shape or form uh so when it comes to having sagittarius as you're rising how do you feel about that a little bit uh that probably is the third most sensical thing about my chart um Honestly, I resonate with it a lot when it comes to the way I deal with spiritualism. Uh, Again, I've worked at three different metaphysical shops and I've over the last 10 years and I've definitely learned new information along the way. And I definitely love sharing it. And I think I'm really good at collecting it in a way that's helpful for other people. I tend to my teaching style really is like sharing like a spider web. I hope this makes sense when I say it like this. So with a spider web, I'm collecting information on numerology and the importance of how that is interacting with uh, the material that I might have at the time and the color combination and the power of each individual part of that collectively is where the information comes from. And that's kind of how I've dealt with um, how I've learned everything. When it comes to geology and learning about dinosaurs, I took that same information. I'd collect information from column B about the way they would eat and brought it over here. And then you determine more information about it that way. I hope this makes sense. (laughs) It simply does. It's it's kind of a weird way to describe it. But um, yeah, I definitely... I'm a collector of information and stories. I love to learn. I listen to podcasts constantly, and I definitely um, have to have audiobooks now because I'm tearing through them so quickly that I'm doing multiple things at the same time. So it definitely makes sense. And it's funny that you mentioned the um, wanting to teach information and you're constantly philosophizing. 
Is that a word? Um, it totally makes sense for me because I recently encountered um, having to acknowledge that my role in spiritualism might not exactly be where I want to be because it's more or less ego affirming. And I think I don't believe in ego death in the way that it's a permanent state. It's something that you revisit over and over again. But um, high level spiritualism really does involve less of your personal identity, though we came here with a very strong one and learning about it is so important. Anyway, I hope that all makes sense. That's, oh, yeah, that's it, wild. Yeah, it, it definitely does. <laughs> Don't get <And> me started. <laughs> of, of course, I know we could probably do a whole other podcast oh, yeah. on that topic. For sure. Um, but but yeah, right. I mean, I, I like it because that's your own unique style because this is mm. your chart. This is you, you know. Sure, sure. So I, I, I really like how, how honest you are about everything so far. It's been great. Mm. Um, but just tra- one couple other questions and then we will um, and then we'll, I'll give you the floor to share your business and all the work that you do. Oh, sure. Uh, one of the other things I see in your charts, I know we talked about your rising. We talked about the sun sign being in the 12th house and a mm. little bit of Pluto. Um, the moon and the moon is all about your inner world, your emotions rule the world. So your moon, your Mercury and Mars. So these three mm. planets, Mercury's communication, Mars is physical action. These three placements are all in your 11th house, which which is it's in Libra. And the 11th house is all about the sense of community, mm-hmm. partnership. Um, so this is where like this is where like you build like that sense of community. Has that been like a challenge for you at times or has been like uh, there's been highs and lows a little bit when it comes to like that sense of community, feeling fit, like you fit in in the community a little bit, or maybe you've had to expand to another community. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, that that's a terrific question. Um, I definitely struggle with it. Uh, I feel like an alien in most places, and I've spent a lot of time finding new places to feel lonely. And I think it's because I'm missing an important component when it comes to um, sharing space with other people. And that's um, balancing my privacy with people's availability. I hope that makes sense. Um, I definitely want to be in a community and I want to feel like I'm offering a lot to a community. And right now, the best and most uh, permanent ways I have been doing that is through um, being in retail and reaching people at their at the moment when they're just walking through a store and interacting there. Um, That's a moment that is surprisingly personal for people. They go in somewhere, you know, when you're in a grocery store, you don't really want to have a conversation with the people working there necessarily, unless you need help finding something. (laughs) But I found a lot of people um, meeting a lot of people that way and kind of reaching out to them and meeting them where they're at has been uh, an amazing interaction for me. But um, as far as permanent community, I'm still searching for it. And I think I think it's on its way um, right now. I'm really working on making sure my um, my private life is in order and that I'm taking care of myself. I'm going through a big transition with that right now. And I think I'll be uh, a better community member after I find a stable version of that. I, I think that makes sense how I'm saying yeah, it. it. Does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we all have things, you know, that we're learning as, mm. we're, as we're growing, you know, and, and we're experiencing new things. And I wish you the best of luck, you know, of <laughs> finding that, you know, that stability and when it comes to that sense of community and stuff. And oh, I yeah. definitely think you will with time, especially with tattoos. Oh, yeah, because for sure. Because it's very, it's a, it's very, it gets very personal because, you know, it like, 
like it's it's intimate yeah it's very so that'll be a next step for you and i wish you the best of luck for that oh thanks um of course <laughs> but yeah right i really appreciate everything your openness mm. to share your perspectives at the advice that you gave even relationships as well. I really appreciate everything. When it comes to your artwork and and I know I know when it comes to your tattooing, that's going to be in the woodworks. But where can everybody check out your work and all the stuff that you do? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I actually have a website. It's a carbon made website, so it's going to be uh, Ray Reinsfelder Arts. Uh, you can also find me easiest on Instagram at Rights of Annihilation. Um, again, the transformation cycle is very important. Uh, and I'm on TikTok now, too. So that's another place where you can find me. <laughs> of course. And I'll make sure to put all the links in the show description. Oh, so that way you guys can check out all of Ray's work and all that fun stuff. But Ray, I will say I've had a wonderful time. Thank you. And yeah. please stay safe. Yeah, ditto. Thank you for the space and for the time.